0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Second Round On Us brings to you straight to the mat. This is your host, Ravishing Rick, and to the left, oh wait, no, and to the right, no, wait, what, what, is this, is this a, uh, the start of a singles run? No, ladies and gentlemen, today I won't be joined by, uh, the two co-hosts, the, oh yeah, the madness, uh, who's, uh at work doing grown-up stuff being a productive member of society and the cerebral analysis uh, the NES super NES uh, won't be joining us either um, but that's okay the show must go on as they say in the entertainment business and that's what I'm here for so let's get straight to the point so uh, you know today's episode I want to talk about uh, injuries. Uh, Not injuries, but injuries. Um, Whoa. So injuries inevitable in the world of pro wrestling and in sports entertainment. Um, You know, over the years, um, being a wrestling fan, you know, uh, I've witnessed some, you know, live on TV. You know, you hear about, you know, things that happen at, um, you know, uh, live, live events, you know, how shows, uh, you know, uh, gory stuff that happened on pay-per-view cards uh, like Psycho Sid and uh, Scott Steiner. I think it happened the beginning of the pay-per-view or something like that. And, you know, um, you got to you got to see it the next day on Nitro. They showed you, you know, how, the aftermath. Um, you know, but something you can't step away from in this industry, you know. And, and the reason I'm talking about this is, uh, you know, last week Seth Rollins re-injured his knee um whether it's a full tear partial tear sprain you know whatever uh you know whatever it is uh it happened and looks like Seth Rollins will be taking a backseat and be out of action for a bit again uh you know and this is to no fault of like Samoa Joe or anything like that you know I think a lot of guys and a lot of fans just automatically point fingers because you know a wrestler delivers a move and then the other person suffers an injury uh you know, I don't think it's a matter of them being safe or not safe. You know, I think it's just the nature of the beast. You know, I think this is part of the sport. You know, it's like any sport. You know, you can play baseball and you know you could like sprain your thumb, your wrist. Uh, you know, you could slide into second base and you know screw up your ankle. Uh, you could play football, take a hit, and you know be paralyzed the rest of your life you know these these are variables and factors that are just part of a physically demanding uh form of entertainment or sports because listen i think we all know as fans you know wrestling is fake yes we get it it's predetermined outcomes it's scripted what's going to happen is determined by someone a group of people Whatever, that's cool. Um, so the winners are known, right? The way the angle and the stories then go. But what's not fake is the athleticism, the the people, the actual physical aspect of of pro wrestling, of sports and entertainment. I mean, these you know these people put their lives on the line just to entertain us, you know. So even if you're on the lowest of low on the uh, you know card or on an indie show, whatever, like kudos to you because you're doing something most of us watch on TV can only recreate in a video game by a playing that character or creating our own character, but really never able to do these things on our own i mean the coordination and the skill that it takes to be a pro wrestler is crazy i mean listen it's choreography but in within that choreography it's like stunt work you you gotta learn how to take a fall you know you gotta know how to do a move you know how to protect someone i mean it's it's insane there's a lot of responsibility in uh you know sports and entertainment i think people lose sight of that you know what i mean so you know it's unfortunate you know with with you know what happened with Seth, you know what I mean. Seth himself hurt people in the ring. Uh, Sting Finn Balor being the two you know that come to mind. Um, Samoa Joe injuring Tyson Kidd, but you know that's that's okay. I mean, listen, it happens, and you gotta feel for these guys. I mean, uh, fortunately, Sting had a long career, but I'm sure that particular move by Seth Rollins was wasn't the like. It, w- it was maybe, you know, that last little, you know, thing that, that set off uh, an, maybe an aggravated injury Sting had or worse than something, you know. But, you know, the guy the guy's up there in age. His body's been through hell, I'm sure, entertaining us too. And, you know, it's just a matter of you can only take so many bumps before your body says, hey, no more, no mas, you know, and, and that happened with Sting. Uh, with Finn Balor, you know, he tried to... I guess he braced himself to try to break him, break the impact of that powerbomb to the uh, outside of the guardrail and, you know, on the padding. And he stuck his arm out and, you know, uh, separated and dislocated his shoulder. So insane, you know. I was, I was there at SummerSlam and we saw it. But, you know, you really didn't – I didn't know what happened, to be honest. Like, you didn't know anything until you heard the next night on Raw, you know. I mean, the spot looked a little uh, – but, you know, you, you didn't think anything of it, you know. And um, – you know, Samoa Joe, too, I mean, listen, uh, what happened with Tyson Kidd was a freak injury, you know, the guys were just put into an impromptu match, you know, he was in to deliver his uh, his finisher, hoists him on his shoulders, you know, neck, the neck, you know, on, on, on his shoulder, and, and, and he supports the body, you know, kind of holding it in a suplex-like position, and, and then, you know, falls to the ground, and, you know, um, Tyson Kidd suffers a broken neck, and, you know, and... Thankfully, so because Tyson Kidd is an athlete and, and he's a really well-built athlete, you know, they say that the muscles in his neck actually saved him, you know, from being completely paralyzed or probably dying. I, I think he's like, it's like there's a one percent chance of be actually surviving that and being okay, and, and and Tyson Kidd was was part of that percent, you know. So, um, you know, it's, it's inevitable and it's unfortunate because you know these these are guys that we watch on TV night in and night out. And you know I'm I'm kind of morbid to begin with, so I'm always kind of I'm always kind of like, you know, when's when's the next the next move? You know, when's you know when is when is that next person you see on the ring? You know, you see in the ring who kind of suffers an injury like a like a draws? You know, to the hands of Delo Brown, um, Chris Benoit? You know had his neck broken, um, Chris Benoit broke Sabu's neck in uh E C W through a table, you know, just was the Pegasus kid. Uh and you know, and it's the nature of the sport, you know. At the beginning I commented on Psycho Sid. I mean, we saw that match with Scott Steiner, they told Sid, Hey, you need to be a little bit more uh dynamic, you need to do something different, you gotta change it up, you know, maybe do a high risk move and the guy's six eight, <laughs> you know, three hundred pounds. I mean to deliver a Big Boot off that ring the way he did, wow. I mean, listen, that was in the go. All kinds of wrong from get. And, you know, he broke his he broke his leg. The bone went through. And it was sick. It was insane when you saw that live on TV. I didn't get to see it live on TV. I got to see it the next night. But to even see it on TV, wow, graphic. And why they even showed that is it's crazy. Which probably tells you about the time, the direction WCW was going at that point anyways. But... You know, it's, it's not something you want to see, you know. Um, you know, we're fans of these athletes. And we just want to see them perform, and not get hurt. But it's, 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 you know, I get back to this point that it's just inevitable. At some point or the other, it's a number game, you know what I mean? There's going to be so many matches that you'll see before someone gets hurt live on TV. And God forbid something as fatal is like a spot like Owen Hart's when uh, as a blue blazer at over the edge, you know what I mean? Um you know, Steve Austin was is another one, you know, who suffered uh to the hands of a botch spot, you know, a pile driver, you know, that just like dropped right on his neck and oh, you know, that that's crazy, you know, and and as average people, that's you know, not something you really need to worry about unless, you know, we're playing sports or, or doing something crazy like, um, extreme sport, maybe skateboarding, you know, snowboarding, skiing, um, you know, like, you know, mountain biking, whatever, you know what I mean? It's not something you really think about, you know, this is something night in and night out. These guys do this for a living. And I'm sure like UFC guys, uh, boxers too, they go into these rings and, you know, they're basically putting their life on the line because, you know, listen, I can compare the UFC and I can compare the WWE and I can compare boxing and kickboxing. Any form of combat, even if it's fake, you run the risk of getting hurt. And, um, you know, it's just a, it's just the nature of the beast, you know. I think, you know, what it takes to be a superstar is is a lot more than just a, a gimmick, a look. uh You know, the ability to deliver, you know, it's it takes endurance, stamina, strength, you know, agility, natural ability. I mean, you know, some of these guys probably never played sports, but they're good at what they do because they practice their craft, you know, but only the best of the best get there. So, you know, it's like it's like anything you pick up and you try to learn, you know, eventually you only get as good as the time you put in. So obviously, a lot of these people who made it to where they made it, it's because they put in the time. Sure, there are a lot of guys on indie scenes, but some of them don't make it to the big cards or whatever. But you know, I'm sure they've they've taken the time to hone their craft. You know, and um, you know, there's a big responsibility in that. You know, you need to protect that person. You know, constantly. You know, you, you either gotta help break the fall with them, um, hold them, support them you know um it, it takes strength too which is another thing you know even if the other person helps you i mean you still got to be able to do some of the things that they do right so that's why you have so many vast styles uh you know so many different styles in wrestling you got your high flyers you know these guys are really going to be doing a lot of uh crazy moves like you know like power bombs or uh you know the more powerful stuff like the uh you know the military press or you know um probably like a superplex you know and hold hold you up there for loads of time you know the strength's got to be there to do that um but you know those on the flip side those high flyers do these crazy moves you know where they're flipping and diving and it's up to the other person to kind of catch them you know break help break their fall you know so it's like every no matter what your body size is in this sport in this you know form of entertainment you know you you gotta give and you gotta take. And um you know, you gotta admire these people doing what they do night in and night out, whether they're women or they're men, you know, they're doing something that we can only dream of. And I think something that needs to be highly respected. Um, uh, you know, even if it's someone you boo to death, you know, even if it's someone you don't like as much, like even if it's like a Miz. You know, listen, a lot of people get on The Miz because I guess maybe he just comes off a certain way. I don't know. I think it's just all scripted to begin with, so, you know, I don't feel any type of way about anybody. You know, I'm either a fan or I'm not as big a fan, but I'm a fan of everyone because of what it takes to do what they do for a living. So, even when someone like, you know, or crowds bomb Eva Marie, you know what, Maybe she's not as good as all the other women wrestlers in the industry, but you know what? She goes out there and she sacrifices her body night in and night out to entertain, to do something. Maybe she is or isn't fully invested in, but you know what? She goes out there and she does it. Respect, you know? Um, and it should be given. You know what I mean? When a guy like James Eldworth uh, gets thrown out of the ring by <laughs> Braun Strowman, what a sick bump he took, you know? So it's like, jeez way to go and not killing yourself you know these these they they learn how to fall and break and and break you know the impact embrace for the impact so i mean there's only so much one can do to protect themselves i think in this in this industry i'm sure you know they wake up the next day sore or whatever maybe they've developed some sort of callus to some of this stuff but you know it's still you're gonna be achy you know it's still gonna hurt and you know Can't take it away from these guys and 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 these uh, ladies. You know they do something almost year round. You know that's taxing, and they deliver. You know and it's repetitive, and you know the body can only take so much until you know one day says, "Hey, no more," or at least for the time being. Whoops, this snapped. You gotta get it fixed. Take some time off. Come back bigger, better, stronger. You know, and and that's the thing. I mean, look at Triple H blew his quads out, and uh, psh, guy comes back in incredible shape. You know, they, I mean, listen, an athlete, even a pro wrestler, has a time. Well, I think once they get to the bigger, bigger uh, scene, like WWE, possibly TNA, I don't know, or an ROH. You know, they probably have the time and resources to rehab. Um, I, I know for sure in WWE, they do, right. Uh, they're the big, you know, the big giant, big company in, in, you know, this industry. And, you know, it affords them to probably have the best, the access to the best doctors, uh, probably the best physical therapists, um, you know, and, and it shows, I mean, you know, these, these guys like an edge, I mean, Torres Achilles comes back, you know, and I'm sure that's not an easy injury to come back from, you know, Kobe had one, maybe it wasn't the same Kobe Bryant, you know what I mean, but, um, still, you know, these, these guys, they put in the time, they come back, I mean, a uh, hip replacements, and the guy comes back, maybe not the same player he was, but he's still hitting bombs, you know what I mean, and even if he was juicing, I mean, it takes more than steroids to be able to hit a baseball, believe, believe me, and, um, you know, it's, it's crazy right i mean it's crazy because i mean we watch these guys and we think they're invincible you know because they're even the smallest guy is is kind of well put together you know i mean built and has muscle you know and and to maintain that with the kind of schedules they have is insane as well you know so uh you know gotta give them props for that too you know i have a hard time maintaining the body i have with like a regular schedule like you know these guys are on the road and and all that you know and uh who's that is that someone phoning in is that a guest, uh, our, our first caller? Uh, I don't know, but I'm not going to pick up because, uh, you know, I don't really care. Um, but anyways, you know, listen, um, <clears throat> these injuries do cause certain things to happen, like uh, like momentum slur might have going forward towards a new storyline, you know, an arc, um, a title run, can get stopped and halted by the, by an injury you know and some guys just don't recoup from that and ever make it back to where they were going uh, a good example of that's ken kennedy right ken kennedy was being put on some top angles with guys like you know with the vince mcmahon's of the world you know uh injury prone you know um known for hurting people too right he got fired because i think he almost broke randy orton's wrist and uh was some sort of like big man tag i don't know if it's like four on four three on three whatever but you know i know they all had like jerseys on on an episode of raw you know nba jerseys and you know that kind of killed it for him you know and then he also got busted uh you know i think for juicing too a lot of factors but you know injury prone injury prone and you know he never quite fully lived up to his potential uh you know, another another incident of you know forward momentum being killed. I would even say would be something like um, Shawn Michaels in '98. I mean, DX was just becoming this huge thing, and I, I always liked it. At you know H Michaels, China, rude had a lot. Of but, you know, I always like that dynamic. I think with the Outlaws, they would have been good too. Maybe throw an Xbox and all of them would have been, you know, nice little little stable. But I always liked the dynamic of the original, you know, three. Um, and, you know, DX had a lot of legs, especially during, you know, that was kind of really when the Monday Night War was kind of just starting, but just getting off too, where they were kind of competing in the picture again. You know, it was, you know, the NWO was a don't thing, but that, Iteration and DX had taken off too, and a smaller group. But I felt like there was more quality into it, you know. And NWO had more quantity, right? But um, you know, that's another another show, another yeah, another topic for another show. Um, but you know, Shawn Michaels takes his back bump onto the casket at the Royal Rumble at the hands of The Undertaker. And, you know, they say that's where, right? It's like, that's always that image they show you when they're like, uh, he broke his, you know, he hurt his back, you know, going into Mania for his feud against Austin. Again, Shawn Michaels' style presents high risk, high reward, but I'm sure high risk of danger. And, you know, and as far as that goes, it being that, you know, he put, some, he put his body through some stuff that, you know, I'm sure probably... Took some years off of his body, you know. Predominantly the back, you know. He was he was a high flyer, threw himself around, you know. Uh, so he took a lot of pounding. He was a small guy, right, getting overpowered by bigger guys. Um, but you know, then similar similar to uh, you know Seth Rollins, right, where his style is very agility based, um, also power, you know. Um, <clears throat> As well, but you know when, when you see Rollins is always flipping and landing. You know whether it's reversing a move, lands on his feet, running outside and doing a senton, or or, or some of the high spots that he does. You know the knees, um, the sentons, or the 450 splash he does off the top rope every once in a while, something like that. You know, but either way, you know it's 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 just to say that you know sometimes the style of wrestling. Take such a toll on you that it can just stop you right in your tracks, and, and it's what's happening with Rollins right now. You know, I think you know he was on the verge of having this feud with uh you know the newly debuting Samoa Joe from NXT as uh Triple H is heavy, right? And then I'm sure they would have feuded at Fastlane, which leads into the you know match with Triple H. So now that's all kind of on the line. I was hoping it was all a big work, but uh, apparently right now it doesn't seem that way anymore. Um, kind of like, I think that thing that happened, Roman Reigns or like broke his nose or something. That that this is you know, more like a work than anything, but, um, and the second time has happened Rollins, right? Happened, uh, 2015, November, uh, I think in a live match at a house show, um, with is it Kevin Owens or, or Bray Wyatt, I think. Um, and you know, and he tore his ACL MCL meniscus. And you know, you know he was he was like he's probably the best heel there for a bit. And I think he's a better heel than he was a face, you know. And then I stopped him dead in his tracks. And you know, then you saw how that happened. But then he came back, and you know, Rollins had a quick start, but then kind of started dying down a little. And there was a bit more attention to other guys at that main spot. More so, Y2J, Kevin Owens, Roman Reigns, with. Bray being thrown in the mix, but then all of a sudden, Strowman and Zayn kind of been thrown in there in the last last month or two, right? Um, and then you have Brock and Goldberg. So you know, so so the attention and focus wasn't on Rollins as it was before, you know. And um, you know, who knows? How does this affect him going forward? I mean, you know, hopefully we see him back. And I think I think Rollins is the kind of guy who can go and come as he pleases. Whether it's by injury or not, and still be at the top of the card because unlike Kevin Ken, uh, Ken Kennedy, he's not um, he's not. I don't I don't I don't think he's perceived the way maybe Kennedy was, you know. So um, yeah, I think that helps him. You know, I think that helps him out long term. But you know, I'm telling you, it's just something that happens. You know, momentum comes and goes. You know. and i think like a good example of that would be even stone cold steve austin when he took that pile driver owen hart i mean you know that was really a miss when he was about to get that big uh run you know and he was about to become this whole big thing you know the uh stone cold steve austin gimmick was was ready to take off and you know he suffered that injury you know it it, it derailed him for a little bit he was still live on tv but he couldn't compete and that also had to help him um Changed his style of wrestling too so he wasn't as like I think like especially when he was in the ringmaster I think he was a bit more of a technician. So I think he just became more of a brawler so he adapted. But I mean, you know, he got back to the card and obviously he had a huge run. Huge run. Um, you know, so some guys if you got it, you got it. And you're not gonna lose it. And Seth Rollins definitely has it and, you know, I think maybe Seth Rollins just needs to like change up his style. Um maybe he needs to move away from an agility based style where he's like always constantly landing on his legs <laughs> and his lower body. You know, obviously that's taking a toll on him and especially in that knee. And who knows, you know, because once one knee goes, you kind of start compensating with the other, um, even if it's like surgically repaired. I mean, you still got to rehab and go through the time. I mean, the Madness himself had a knee injury that re- that required it being repaired. I think MCL ACL. We'll, we'll have the Madness on next time. Maybe you can comment on that. And you know, it took him a while to get back to full strength. But I mean, you know, in the meantime, I know he was having some, some you know some back pain, whatever. And eventually, he got back to where he was. You know, putting out monster weight with uh, body squats and you know um, leg exercises and you know, it's, uh, you know, so, so eventually you, you just adapt, and I think maybe Rollins needs to do something like Austin, just change his style up a little, either way, he's still going to be exciting, he can still do some of the stuff he does, but maybe just not as much, he just needs to take, take it easy, and, and move away from, you know, some of the riskier stuff, you know, high-flying, you know, balancing type moves that he does, and, you know, hopefully that just creates longevity for him because that's what we want. We want him back. We want him back sooner than later, you know, because there's so many feuds that can happen that you can see. Samoa Joe, Rollins would have been classic. Balor versus Rollins, that would be classic. Um, you know, Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Rollins versus Y2J. Rollins versus... Roman Reigns or the Shield reuniting. There's a whole bunch of stuff that can happen, I think, you know, with Rollins, um, especially the one with Triple H. (laughs) So that's most importantly. Let's not lose sight of that because that's basically what this was all leading up to up until this injury. And, um, you know, it's just something we're going to always see um, in this industry. You know, you you got guys who had their careers ended earlier due to injuries like – Edge, we had the spinal stenosis that he had to retire from and we saw that happen at WrestleMania twenty seven twenty-seven, believe that one that was in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, you know, that was his last match here against Alberto de Rio, and you know, he retired the next night on Raw. Um, you know, obviously all those bumps he took and high spots, you know, obviously took a toll on him and literally had like no space in his uh spinal canal where his spine was about, like, touching and pinching. And, you know, something like that could be very dangerous because you have a guy like, was it Pedro Aguayo, who took a, uh... He's going to take the 619 from Rey Mysterio. He bounces off the ropes and, uh, you know, whiplash. Completely severed his spine. Whatever kind of momentum and freak injury that is. But who knows? Who knows what condition his spine was, you know, when that happened. You know, so... You know, a lot of stuff is it just takes a toll on you. Paul, you know, Orndorf, Mr. Wonderful, you know, had um, a neck injury, and that neck injury caused atrophy to his right arm. And if you look, his left and his right are totally different in size. Um, Hopefully, I have the arms correct. But either way, there's one arm that's way tighter than the other. And that's from years of him just continuing to wrestle and not getting, you know, the attention he needed. You know, the nerve was pinched and that, you know, just stopped anything from going in into that arm, you know. So, circulation wasn't there. Nothing to the point that his arm got way smaller than the other, Um, you know. And that's not the first time because Chris Benoit has something similar too, where where his one of his arms started getting smaller too because of the neck injuries, you know. So that's just something that happens, you know. It's just inevitable in the nature of the beast. And, you know, these are guys Paul Arndorf kept wrestling for quite a while. But even then, you know what I mean, like you look at him now and that one arm is still noticeably smaller. And, um, you know, Bret Hart, another guy, you know, uh, he's a little older and obviously had a full career. But, you know, he took that one kick from Goldberg that gave him a massive concussion and you know that was like the beginning of the end for him and his career and who knows you know who knows what that could have led to you know maybe another run WWE you know maybe he would have buried the hatchet you know you would got a couple more years of uh Bret Hart that we knew um you know but it it happens you know this this sport is full of injuries um career-ending injuries are always a possibility you know, um, luckily for these guys, like we were talking before, you know, they have the assets, uh, at least the guys in the WWE have the asset to, uh, you know, have access to doc- great doctors, surgeons, and, you know, physical therapy and the means to get back into the ring. And I think, you know, with Rollins, it's just going to be a matter of time. You know, he's in a rehab, he's going to do what he's got to do, and I think he's going to come back at 100%, but, you know, in short, injuries aren't inevitable in this industry, and they're just going to keep happening and happening, and, you know, You just hope that they're not severe and there's stuff that these guys come back from. But, you know, that's what they do. You know, they put their bodies on the line to entertain us. And, you know, we got to respect and admire that. So, I mean, my final thoughts on this is that uh, we'll never... This sport will always be riddled with injuries and we won't get away from them. Now, you know, I would say it's just a matter of how severe that injury is. And, you know, hopefully it's not life-threatening, right, um, as long as they can bounce back like a Tyson kid, maybe never wrestle again, but he can at least live life, you know, so, you know, those are my thoughts on injuries in the wrestling industry, and, um, you know, we usually do Elite of the Week. This is one thing we decided from the beginning we're always going to do. But because this is the Madness, is, uh, <laughs> this is his segment, um, I'm not going to go into articulations. I'm not that good. So I'm just going to go over a Elite of the Week kind of wish list. So what I wish in an Elite, a Goldberg Elite. Give me any Goldberg Elite, any iteration from WCW, any of his WWE runs. Just get it out on the market. I'm sure it's going to be awesome, and it's going to be great, and this is the time to do it. Like, Mattel, if you don't have his license yet for a figure, please get it. Pay whatever. The fans will literally pay whatever it takes to get this. Uh, I think this is on the wish list for Mattel figs because they're way better in quality than um, the Jacks, uh, Ruthless Aggression ones. Those were great Maybe some good articulation and face scans, but the proportion of the bodies were just, like, ridiculous. So, please. My Elite of the Week wish list consists of one. And that's Goldberg. And the second would be, uh, actually, Kurt Angle. So, now that he's signed to be... Oh, I don't know if he's signed, right? But he's definitely getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Definitely need that in our lives. Goldberg, Angle. Alright. So, that concludes... Second round on us presents straight to the mat episode 4 or 5 or cinco. I don't know. Hmm. These are so good that I'm losing count. But anyways, until next time, uh, enjoy the sport for what it is. And just keep in mind that no matter how low someone is on the card and how much you might not like them, Give credit where credit's due. What they do is far beyond what we do or can do. And respect should be given. These guys put their lives on the line for us. Just to entertain us. Even if it's a guy who gets squashed all the time. Because the guy who's squashing that guy, you're getting some entertainment value out of that. And it's at the expense of someone else. So just keep that in mind. You know. So next time you see and Eva Marie in the ring don't boo her just respect her and don't say she can't wrestle cuz she could probably out wrestle you anytime any place for sure i know she can definitely wrestle me anytime any place and we are out